Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. One day we're going to look like and we're going to be like Jesus. We'll work in progress. So just learn to apply the Word of God. Understand the principles. He's at work in us. He knows what He's doing. He's for you. He's not against you. And no, it doesn't look like much right now. But to Him, it's beautiful. Because obedience is what pleases God. Do you get frustrated with the struggles in your Christian walk? If so, take comfort in the fact that you're not alone. Everyone who is trying to become more like Jesus experiences struggles, successes, and failures. That's part of living life on this earth. While there's no magic formula for success, the key to growth as a Christ follower is to be stubborn. Stubborn is your reliance on God. Stubborn in your reliance on God. Stubborn in regularly reading the Bible. Pastor Mark is teaching about this process you're going through. He's talking about how to get closer to God and how to succeed more and fail less. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Godly Thoughts in Action. God is going to use Peter. Take a look what happens. Verse 9. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to do what? Tell me. Pray. Pray. Is that a good thing? That's a great thing. So Peter is praying. Peter's praying. Look what happens in verse 11. And he saw heaven open and something like a large sheep being let down to earth with its four corners. It contained all kind of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. And then the voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Remember, prayer is a two-way conversation. Take time to listen to God. Well, Peter's thinking, what I just see and what I heard is 100% wrong. Notice what he says in verse 14. Surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. So Peter says, no, this can't be God. I'm a Jew. I followed kosher all my life. Now remember... The Old Testament, the nation of Israel, was to be different than the people. And one of the things God did was give them different kinds of food. So it would differentiate them. Not better, just different. When Jesus came, we know that he and, of course, Paul later just said, everything's lawful to eat now. It's not about all that. But at this point, Peter goes, look, I've been kosher all my life. That stuff that came down the sheet, no way, I'm not touching that. 
So he's having trouble with thoughts. Well, what's God going to do? Look at verse 15. The voice spoke to him a second time. And now watch how God clarifies it. Peter, don't call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times. And immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. Verse 17. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision. I want you to write this. What's happening with Peter? Where is the battle? The battle is in our minds. Peter is trying to think, okay, this information came to me. Should I reject it? Could that actually be from God? No way that's from God. But he's having to kind of think about it. He's wondering and he's struggling just like you and I do something. Should I speak to that person? Is that really God or is that really just my flesh? And I, you know, well, that's where the battle is. And notice that God was patient. He knew He knew that Peter's going to have a little trouble with this. So God was patiently in the process of renewing Peter's thinking. The new truth, look at me, the new truth is not going to be about clean and unclean foods. That's just the segue into the truth. The new truth is going to be that God sent Jesus for all people to be saved. Jews and Gentiles. See, the Jew at that point didn't believe the Gentiles would have any part of heaven. God wasn't their God. And so it was hugely different. So the bottom line is going to be this. For God so loved the world. But Peter yet doesn't get it. Now look at verse 18. Oh, but let's finish 17. While he's wondering about this, look what happens. The men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was. And stopped at the gate. Verse 18. And they called out asking if Simon, who was noticed Peter, was staying there. Verse 19. Watch this. While Peter was, was what? Still what? He's still thinking. He's trying to figure out, is this true? While he was thinking about the vision, I love this. The Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. That's a beautiful thing that only God can do. You see, do not hesitate. Somebody last night gave me a great truth. He said, Pastor Mark, when you're talking about when God says something, just obey, and that that brings an application to the word. He says, you know what I have trouble with? God tells me to do something But sometimes by the time I do it, it's dried on the brush. Oh, that's a great application. You see, sometimes if I disobey God, the opportunity, the door, it closes. So notice what he says to Peter. Don't hesitate. Go down. Let the boys in. Let me just say this morning. When God says obey, don't hesitate. Do it when he says to do it. Well, what's Peter going to do? He's struggling with this. Notice verse 23. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. Now, let me just say this to you. Peter is doing what God said to do. He's applying new truth. He invites these unclean Gentiles into his house, something he'd never, ever done before in his life. So what's Peter doing? 
when Peter hears this, he still doesn't get it all. What is Peter doing? Watch this. Peter's doing what? He's applying the truth in his life. God's making a change in Peter. He's beginning to understand that God knows what he's doing. Here's a statement I want you to write. One step forward in obedience is worth years of study about it. You see, Peter yet doesn't understand. Here's another whole key, another teaching, another time. You and I don't have to understand everything. We just obey God. Sometimes later, the, the, the under, well, now I know why. But sometimes it may not happen till heaven. The key is not that. Just obey God. Remember, his ways are not our ways. We just step out and obey and obey God. Now, so these guys come in. The next day, Peter goes with them to Caesarea. Next day, he comes to the home of a Gentile. Now, it's one thing to have Gentiles into your home, but now he's going to come to the home of a Gentile. Look at verse 27. Talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. Take a look. What's Peter doing? He was told by the angel to go where? And now he's gone inside the home of a Gentile. Had he ever done that? No, he'd never done that. He's applying the truth that he has. He's obeying God. And look at verse 28. And he said to them, you're well aware that it's against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or even visit him. Here's what you want to circle in your Bible. But God has shown me. That's beautiful. That's what it's all about. But God has shown me. Now watch this. Peter gets it. That I should not call. It's not about the animals. It's not about what you eat. I should not call any man impure or unclean. See, truth is applied. Peter's in the house of a Gentile and his, his mind is filled with renewed thinking that started with prayer. What he understands now, he heard many times before, but he just didn't get it. Jesus died for all people. All colors, all creeds, all stratas. Rich, poor, male, female, doesn't matter. Jew, doesn't matter. He died. And Peter is now changed. He's transformed. He's living different. You see, get ready. Application. You got it. See, Peter can have all of that truth, but if he doesn't walk in the house, it's useless. He has to apply the truth that God has shown him. It's called obedience. Now, Cornelius begins to explain how all this happened. Look at verse 33. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we're all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. By the way, why are you here this morning? Is that, well, actually, I really don't know. Driving by, I got in this traffic, everybody turned right, so I came in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why are you here this morning? We're here to hear God speak to us. Amen? Amen. By the way, is he? Yes. Say yes, even if you don't think so. 
Because he is speaking to us. And I'm proud of you. That's what we do every week. When we gather together, we're not here to hear a man speak. We're here to God speak to us. Notice what he says. Notice what he says. We are now here in the presence of God. This guy's amazing to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Thanks for being open to hear God speak. Look at verse 34. Here's a huge transformation. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize. Whew, took him a little while. Change is hard for all of us. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. Here's the key. You know it. Peter says this. Everyone can become a Christian. This is God's will. Now see, we look at that and go, Pastor Mark, you don't need to put that up there. I know that. Peter didn't know it. Do you know this morning, everyone includes everyone? There's 7 billion people in the world. Let me show you where we have a problem and how that works. Right today, there's 2 billion people in our world that have never heard the name Jesus. Why is that? When we have millions of churches that information coming out our ears. It's because you and I have never applied the truth. I'm sorry, but this is where the rubber hits the road. Well, how is that going to change? It'd be nice. One of the things that's frustrating as a pastor is this. I can't change you. I can't apply the truth for you. By the way, you can't apply the truth for me either. So God has to work on my heart and your heart to apply the truth. So that just a little statement that Peter makes. Now I realize that Jesus came for everyone. We know that, but I mean everyone. Why do I go to India? Why do I go to the house churches in China? Why do we have all these missions going all over the world? Because we know this principle. By the way, our neighbors need to hear this truth. Because they don't understand it. So Peter is getting it. And it had been God's plan all along. Finally, he grows. He matures. Now, the next thing is, Peter shares the gospel with them. He tells them about Jesus, which was lacking. He tells them about the resurrection, crucifixion, whatever. Look in verse 43. And all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Everyone. Well, they'd never heard that before. They never knew about Jesus. So they're getting it. They're believing in Jesus. And while Peter's finishing his sermon, something happens. Look at verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all those who heard the message. And the circumcised believers, Peter had some other Jews that had come with him, who had come with Peter, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit being poured on people, can only happen after they've already believed in him. So now they believed in him. And these circumcised believers are saying this. Whoa, 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 wait. This Gentile here has never been circumcised. He didn't obey the law. He can't be a believer. But wait a minute. God came on them. So he's going, how, how can that be? And that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured on even the Gentiles. They were shocked. Notice verse 46. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. So these guys that had come with Peter go, Okay, 
I'm going to have to think about this for a moment. You mean Gentiles don't have to follow the law? These men don't have to be circumcised? Uh, all the things that we... Really? Really? That was the change. Understand, God was working in them as well. Now, look at the end of verse 46. Then Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? Right after you're saved, soon as we get another baptism, you should be water baptized. It doesn't save you. It's a commandment of the Lord. Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit, just as we did on the day of Pentecost. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I want to ask you a question. What if Peter, back in Joppa, had refused to apply the truth that God gave him? When God came to him and said, Peter... Your thinking's wrong. This Jesus that you know came for everybody. Includes everybody in the world. Peter, you need to change. And by the way, I'm going to give you a little lesson. Give you a little place to go to. And you're going to see God do some amazing things. What if Peter said, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to apply the truth to my life. I'm just not going to do it. We wouldn't have this story. We have nobody. Nobody saved. Corinius is lost. There's no finish to the story. But because Peter did apply the truth, notice what's happening in his life. God is making it beautiful. And as his life gets beautiful, he's touching the other people's life. You see, application. In your life. And in my life, Peter knew this principle. The more he obeyed God, the beautiful God working in him, it would change him. Christian, God's at work in your life. He wants you to apply the truth that you have. I've learned this. Rarely does God give me new truth until I apply the truth. That I already have. Well, you say, is it really good for Peter? Do you think Peter, when he left that house, by the way, he stayed there a few more days because he had to teach them. You think when Peter left that house, he went, well, that was kind of a waste of my time. 30 miles down here, see these Gentiles get saved. Do you think he said that? No, he was sky high. He learned to be fulfilled. I want you to see this verse. It's back where we started. Notice. What Paul says, keep putting into practice, do, all you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me, and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Last thing to write this morning. When we apply the word, God and his peace will be with us. You know, there isn't anything more in my life than I want than the peace of God. Instead of anxiety and worry, how in the world is it all going to work out? God, I can't relax. You see, application of truth, me obeying what God asks us to do, brings the peace of God. Paul was at peace in jail. 
You and I can be at peace wherever it is. Now, let's be honest. As Christ followers, we're all a work in progress. We're trying to think and be and minister like Jesus. As we obey, God's applying the truth in our life. Thanks for not just listening, but doing that. I want to show you an illustration. I don't know what your life looks like or what God's doing in your life. But in the end, it's going to be beautiful. Because God's at work in you. He's at work in me. Now, my wife, in the last seven or eight years, began to paint. She never painted before. And she has this gift of painting. And when she started painting this picture, you'll see it in a moment. It's a picture of birds. My secretary, Sharon, has these birds. When she started painting this picture, I looked at it and said, what is that? That was not the right thing necessarily to say. Uh But when she finished the picture, it was beautiful. He says, Pastor Mark, what are you doing? Look, I'll take points any way I can get points. Okay, all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Actually, I went home last night. She said, you were in points. Ooh, that's good. But here's what I want to say to you. When you see this picture, the way it started, it didn't look like that. God is not done with you yet. Listen, he who began a good work in you, ooh, he will complete it. And one day we're going to look like and we're going to be like Jesus. We're work in progress. So just learn to apply the word of God. Understand the principles. He's at work in us. He knows what he's doing. He's for you. He's not against you. And no, it doesn't look like much right now. But to him, it's beautiful. Because obedience is what pleases God. Understand, application makes all the difference. Now I have one more thing to say and we're going to leave. In our buildings this morning, this is what your life looks like. You've never, ever invited God into your life. In fact, you're trying to do life alone. It doesn't work. I don't know how long it'll take you to understand that, but it doesn't work. See, you were not designed to do life alone. And our life becomes empty. And we're lonely because we were made for relationship. And we're guilty. We have sin. And one day we know we're going to die. And there's fear in that. See, for a Christian, none of those things apply. I'm not lonely anymore. I have a relationship with the living God. I'm not guilty. My sins have been forgiven. When I die, I know exactly where I'm going. And my life is fulfilled. Oh, it's far from perfect. But God's at work. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark taught more about the importance of pairing action with the renewed, Christ-centered thinking you're working on incorporating in your life. He warned against just getting head knowledge, which can result in pride. Instead, pray for opportunities to put the biblical principles you're learning into practice, which benefits other people. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This winds up the teaching, Godly Thoughts in Action. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the message, The Secret Life. He will be sharing how to find contentment in your life, no matter what life is throwing at you at the moment. This is, for sure, something that you'll want to hear, as discontentment is a problem that everyone deals with at one time or another. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.